Hi, everybody. It's Eleanor Dooley. Welcome to the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast. Today, I want to dive into stress on your body because we all have it and we all have to deal with it. The thing that I want to dive into today is stress on the body that you might not realize is there because this kind of stress is something that is difficult to manage because you don't know the effects that things are having on your body and what you're actually dealing with and how it affects your hormones. So we're going to dive into that today. This is the Nourishing Nutrition Podcast, and my name is Eleanor Dooley. I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and advocate for your best self. I combine current nutritional research with the practicalities of living your life, giving you real nutrition talk in bite-sized pieces. Please remember that I am a licensed dietitian nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. I am not a medical doctor, and by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others, including but not limited to patients that you are treating. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you might be having. Welcome, welcome. I am so glad that you're here and diving into these amazing topics about how to handle stress and what it does to our body because it's super important when we're talking about hormone health. As you know, I am a functional medicine nutritionist and I specialize in hormone balance for women that might be approaching perimenopause, menopause, and beyond. These times in our lives can be very confusing and frustrating simply because we just don't have the information that we should about our bodies and how to take care of them. This is why I work with my clients on figuring out what is going on, what is the baseline of your hormone levels, what should they be, and how to bring them into range naturally. And I do this through a series of education and testing, functional testing that you can do at home, and nutritional counseling. I've been working with women in a clinical setting for many years and have had great results in figuring out why the imbalances occur and how to gradually shift your lifestyle into supporting your body. So if this sounds like something you might be interested in, the Hormone Happiness Project is an eight week program that is online. Every week you get an educational model that breaks down the ins and outs of nutrition, adrenal health, stress management, and it also includes functional testing to give you an idea of what exactly is happening in your body right now. This testing is different from traditional blood work that you would get in your primary care doctor's office or your gynecologist office, because this kind of specific testing offers many samples over a 12 hour period where we can optimally see how your body makes hormones, how it uses them, and more importantly, how it actually gets rid of them out of the body. This is information that is vital in understanding the symptomology when we're talking about painful migraines 
or weight gain, acne, insomnia, night sweats, digestional problems, constipation. When women experience these symptoms, we're usually met with remedies for the specific symptom. And I'm offering you an opportunity to explain what the symptom means inside your body and what you can do to naturally alleviate the symptom by fixing the root cause of the issue. And the Hormone Happiness Project will unravel this for you over an eight week period. It includes the functional testing, which gets mailed directly to your house. And also I interpret those testing results for you and create a sustainable plan moving forward for balance. This has helped so many women get control of their hormones in a way that doesn't feel rushed or forced or medicated. This is about living the rest of our days in a happy, harmonious balance. And I have pulled this together and tested it on many women. And they all come back saying that the hormone happiness project has changed the way that they think about their body. And when we can fundamentally get to the root of the issue, then things that we maybe didn't understand or were told were too complicated for us to understand, they become common for us to take care of our body. So if this sounds like something that you're looking for, the Hormone Happiness Project is open today. You can register, you get plans for moving forward, understanding how to eat properly. And this isn't just about meal plans and recipes. This is about understanding the nutrients that are needed for your hormones to be balanced in the body. And when I say balanced, it doesn't mean that they're just within a specific range because our hormones change every day. They change every week and they change every month. So we need to find the groove for where your body wants to be in homeostasis. Because when your body's in a state of natural balance, your brain functions well, and this helps you to think clearer, to sleep better, and to metabolize nutrients and food and burn fat and do all of the things that we want our bodies to do on a daily basis. So for more information, you can head over to nourishingnutrition.net or you can follow the link in the episode notes. Today, I wanna talk about stress and This is an interesting word because I actually think it means two different things because there's all kinds of different stressors in our life. There's the physical stressors on our body, and then there's the mental and psychological stressors that happen because of the circumstance that we're in. And I've actually separated those two today because I want to focus on things that you might not realize are stressing your body. So if you were to Google the term stress, what would you find? Stress is a physiological and psychological response to a perceived threat or challenge, whether it's real or imagined. It's the body's way of preparing to deal with a potential danger or demanding situation. The stress response involves the release of stress hormones called cortisol or adrenaline, which 
when these are released in the body, they increase your heart rate, your blood pressure, your respiration, and a whole bunch of other physiological changes in the body. Stress can be triggered by a variety of factors, including work and school pressures. We can have relationship problems, financial difficulties, health problems, major life changes. While stress is a normal part of life, excessive or prolonged stress can have a negative effect on both the physical and mental health, including increased risk of chronic diseases, depression, anxiety, and other mental health disorders. We kind of knew all of that, right? That's what happens when you Google, you get the definition and you kind of nod your head going, yeah, that sounds about right. We know the situations that are stressful to us cause a toll on the body. But before diving deeper into this work, I never really realized the extent of the toll that it had on the body. I used to always assume that stress was just brought on by the situations I would find myself in, whether that was staying up late studying for a test, getting over a cold uh, that wore out my immune system and made me really tired. That seemed stressful to me. Relationship drama, financials, um, worrying how I'm going to pay the mortgage or the bills at the end of the month. And there was always the anxiety of the stress that I thought would be coming down the line. So things that I would anticipate that could go wrong in my life would cause me anxiety. And therefore that is stress on the body. So I could, I could come up with any number of things that could go wrong from failed relationships to getting sick, to be having the loss of a loved one, or simply just the fear of failure. All of these are stressors in the body and we get it, but they're situational stressors that you experience in your mind, right? There aren't physically things happening to your body when you are, you have a flat tire and you're late for work, right? Your body's intact, but you're experiencing a lot of things, let's just say on the inside. Okay. I grew up with very anxious people around me and I absorbed a lot of my problem solving skills from perceived and anticipated stress. And throughout my adulthood, that perception of stress and anxiety got really bad for me. And it, it got to the point where I really couldn't enjoy the present moment because I was too worried about what was going to happen. And I am working on handling this and adjusting my perceived reality as I experience it. This is the power of therapy. And I work with a light worker that helps me with energy movement and different perceptions. And this is really real and powerful in our bodies. It is so important for our brain to feel safe and secure and being able to accept what is happening in our reality. We all know this type of stress. It's truly what pushes us to do better, to show up for the hard stuff in our lives, and to face our fears to be better humans. This is typically what we mean when we say, I am so stressed. It's the worry, the anxiety, and the mental anguish we feel 
with the situations we find ourselves in. But that's not what I want to talk about today. (laughs) That was the longest intro in the world, because what I want to talk about today is the fact that in addition to the mountains of mental stress that we experience and that we create for ourselves, we're also experiencing physical stressors that have powerful effects on our body and our cells, our cellular structure, and specifically our nervous system. These are the stressors that we can easily do something about. And that's what we're going to dive into today. I have four different categories. And the first one is physical stress, the physical stress that we feel on our bodies. This can come from things like over exercising or being injured. You know, if you're recovering from surgery, if you just had a baby, if you have chronic pain or disease, even if you have poor posture, we experience stress from overexercising when we're pushing our bodies to higher levels of fitness without proper professional guidance, or sometimes we're following non-qualified people that are selling programs to help you lose weight on social media. It happens. Learning to slow down or accept the need for the body to rest and recover is really the only way we can reduce the physical stress on our body. We aren't done healing when the problem has passed. So for example, for a woman having a baby, when the baby is born, the body isn't done. The body has been through a traumatic experience. It needs a long time to rest, recover, and repair to get back to homeostasis. And nobody knows this better than the pressure placed on a woman that has just had a baby who wants to get back into their pre-pregnancy clothes. I can say this firsthand. I have three kids and I did it every single time. It was more important to me at the time to quote, get my body back or to be able to fit into my pre-pregnancy genes than it was to rest and recover from the huge physical trauma that your body goes through, not only just having the baby, birthing the baby, but carrying the baby. And if you breastfeed after the baby, the things that are demanded of your physical body is so much that most women and I put myself in this category, don't give ourselves the proper time to recover. And when we have that kind of physical stress on our body, we don't always account for it. And so in this extreme physical example, we don't recover. Another example from my own personal stories is last summer. I had a very, very stressful summer. My family was relocating. We had a lot of things going on with our life. We had financial stress. We had moving stress. We had, um, I have three kids and two dogs and a cat. And my husband was looking for a new job. I was relocating. It was just a lot physically and mentally. Okay. And we weren't sleeping in our own beds. We were sleeping in hotels. We were driving cross country. We were eating fast food. There's a lot of contributing factors, but once we got to our new home, we got settled and the load of stressors relieved. 
when that happened, I thought to myself, well, the stressors are gone because we've rebalanced our finances. We've got our kids into the schools that we wanted. We got into the house we wanted. I've arranged the house. I've put away all the boxes. So the stressors of that is gone. But what I didn't realize was that my body was not even hadn't even started healing. It was actually stuck in that state of high cortisol and putting out fires all day long. And I just tried to reassume my everyday life without giving myself an extended period of rest and restoration. And it completely burnt out my adrenals. So by actually getting Dutch testing was what showed me on paper that I was not all good just because the stressor had the stressors had subsided i actually needed almost six months of not working out of sleeping in of taking naps and of physically forcing myself to rest even when i felt i had more to do and more to give so that's just a personal example of the physical stress and the tolls on the body. But the most common physical stresses I see in my practice come from gut imbalance and infection in the body that we don't realize is going on. Sometimes we don't get the signs from our gut that we think we should have if we are in distress. So this could or could not look like digestion issues, acid reflux, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, inconsistent bowel movements, headaches, skin issues, and the list goes on. This doesn't always have to be the symptoms because there are people like me that were asymptomatic with these gut issues. Mine looked more generalized like headaches, brain fog, lack of ability to concentrate, I only invested in the gut testing after looking at my hormone picture because I realized that there was inflammation somewhere in my body, but I didn't know where because nothing really hurt and everything really hurt. So I couldn't pinpoint it just by myself. I had to get testing. And when I did, I was completely astounded because I found parasites. I found imbalanced bacteria that was causing inflammation. I found that the lining of my gut was worn thin and allergens were getting through the gut barrier, causing me to have a leaky gut. This led to weight gain, brain fog, and extreme fatigue, all symptoms that I never really related to having gut issues. This is causing stress on my body in the background, and I didn't even know it. These infections, they use our energy, they use our mineral resources, and they use the nutrients that we eat. They use them to deal with the imbalance. And the brain is constantly trying to get the body to rebalance. If there's some sort of inflammation, if there's something going on, the brain is desperately trying to fix it over and over. And it takes a lot of energy to do this you might not realize that that is what's going on. But if you have unexplained fatigue, if you have brain fog, if you kind of know something's not right, maybe you're not sleeping well, these are the places that most women find the issues. The only way you can get a complete picture is by getting the right testing to see if these kinds of stressors are zapping your energy. 
The second category of stress, so the first one is physical stress. It's things that are actually changing the cells in your body. The second one is environmental stress. So last week, if you listened to my episode, I dove into the damage from toxins in fragrance, household cleaning items, cosmetics. If you didn't listen to that one, pause it and go back because that was a good one exposing some chemicals that really take a physical toll on the body. But when we're when our body's exposed to air pollution, pesticides, heavy metals, these all cause imbalance in the body and it freaks the brain out because it's causing damage to the body and it's causing your body to not be able to operate optimally. So we can help ourselves by eating cleaner organic foods, foods that have not been grown in soil that has pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, asides, that suffix of the word is to kill. So we're eating things that have chemicals that kill things in them. It's not good. It damages the cells of our body and our liver has to pay the price. Heavy metals can come from our water. We shower in water that has gone through lead pipes that are really old. Lead gets absorbed into the water and we drink it. Our fridge filters aren't doing the best job at getting out toxic metals and other total dissolved solids. Take a look at your county or your community water, what's in it. What are the allowable levels of heavy metals and toxins? You heard me, allowable levels. So they are there in the water and the more water you drink, the more you are exposed to quote, healthy levels of poison. So environmental stressors are another reason why your body experiences stress that you can actually do something about today. You can cut the, the cut the air fresheners, pull out those plugins, throw them in the garbage, start buying organic foods, produce. Summer's coming, so a lot of us are buying more fruits and vegetables and being outside. Make sure you are in a clean, non-toxic environment. The third category is nutritional stress. Now, this is huge for women because we are groomed in a society that values women to eat less and to look a certain way to be considered beautiful. I think it's bullshit, but I was also raised in this era and consuming diets that are high in processed foods, sugar, hydrogenated fats, fake foods, diet foods, sweeteners, additives, chemicals, blah, blah, blah. You guys know what's junk food. If it has a ton of ingredients, it's probably junk. But the biggest piece of this pie is women are taught to undereat. We're taught if we undereat, if we starve ourselves, if we forego whatever, a second helping, a cupcake, if we forego those things and we punish ourselves essentially, that we will get the body that we are told we want. And when we under eat, it forces our brain to make do with what is available. 
it starts to have to cut corners when it comes to making hormones. This is one of the main reasons women's hormones get imbalanced because the nutrients that are available simply aren't enough to go around. So your brain has to pick and choose what's important. I'll tell you what your brain chooses is cortisol to help cope with stress over producing estrogen and progesterone and testosterone because your brain perceives your safety more important than those other hormones. Even though we, in our experience, we want all of those hormones and we want them all in balance. Otherwise we're experiencing growth of facial hair or our, our hair is falling out of our head. We're experiencing acne or the symptoms that come with having imbalanced hormones. It comes from nutritional stress. We just don't have the nutrients that were needed because we're told that our diets should be less. And the fourth category here is sleep deprivation. Now, lack of sleep or poor quality sleep, we know can lead to physical stress on the body because it just makes everything feel worse. It causes fatigue, muscle tension, and decreased immune function. It's always harder when we're tired. We can't always control how we sleep, you know, getting into bed, laying our head on the pillow, we hope for the best. Some days for me, it happens and sometimes it doesn't. We always go to bed with the best intentions of getting good sleep. Nobody wants bad sleep. But what we have to do is unravel the reasons why the body and more specifically, the nervous system is having a hard time calming down and allowing the body to rest, restore and repair during those hours of the night. So we have to set ourselves up for success. We need to cut out as many toxins as possible so that our liver can really get to the work it wants to do while we're sleeping. We have to allow extra downtime in our day that we're not glued to a screen, sitting in front of a computer or doing things that keep our mind and our brain going and going and going. We have to have periods throughout the day where we just relax our brain because this is going to help your body be able to switch from the fight, flight, or freeze reaction to the rest and digest. When we cannot flip that switch, that's when we get into problems of extra cortisol being pumped through the body and us not being able to rest. So developing a decent nighttime routine is very important. If you don't already have one, you can Google them. Think of things that work in your life, in your room, in your bed, things that help you rest, relax, and go to sleep. It's so important to manage stress in the body, whether it's mental, physical, or environmental. Some ways we can do better is to get regular exercise. Now notice I didn't say over exercise. We don't have to be in the gym every day. We don't have to necessarily do strength training three times a week. We have to get an understanding of where our body is and what it needs. We cannot do this just by guessing. We need to eat a healthy diet of balanced nutrients that aren't loaded with chemicals. We have to get enough sleep, allow our body downtime and appropriate rest and relaxation, especially after physical traumas. And a night or two is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about extended months on end 
where your body can properly heal. Practicing stress-reducing activities such as yoga, meditation, things that are low impact. And we can seek support for this. We can seek professional support in therapy and energy work or from friends and family that we trust and that we want in our lives to make our stressful situations easier to bear and easier to get through. I hope that going through some of the physical stressors that are potential in your life has given you an opportunity to evaluate what you need to do to help your body heal and to get to a place of optimal energy. I hope you have a great day. See you next week. If you are interested in learning more about me, my practice, and my programs, you can follow me on Instagram at your.hormone.nutritionist. You can follow my Facebook group, Happy Hormones and Tamed Inflammation, or visit my website at nourishingnutrition.net. Check out my free resources by subscribing to my newsletter and following this podcast. See you next week for a brand new episode.